Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, joined by Dakota the Rapture Lasky. How are you, Duck? I'm doing well. I hope my power or internet doesn't go out as this literal hurricane like destroys my neighborhood. Whatever's going on outside, it's crazy out there. Um, still feeling good. Been streaming a lot lately, a lot of Halo, and you know, trying to make the most of this crazy world we're living in. How you doing, man? Uh, you know, not too bad. It's overbearingly hot in Calgary right now. And I, I think I was telling you last week, but like nobody in Canada, or at least nobody in Calgary has air conditioning because you only use it for like three weeks of the year. But yeah. holy, those three weeks are awful. They're awful. So it's, yeah, it's stupidly hot here. But uh, I guess I guess I can't complain because I'd rather that than like, you know, minus 35 which it Dude, usually isn't yeah and i don't even know if you can hear the wind now you probably can but it is crazy outside and i feel like i told you this last week but for the longest time i thought calgary was like a hot city in canada because of the calgary <laughs> flames <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense but uh yeah i'm glad that uh, well not glad i hope you i hope we can weather the heat here as i weather this storm hopefully my connection stays good but we should be all right i fixed the fios recently as well we should be good i'm looking forward to diving into this episode because it should be a good one yeah absolutely and wouldn't that be just the just the icing on the cake for a hurricane to just wipe out new york city for this <laughs> year yeah right Jeez. oh man uh, and actually, shout out to the Calgary Flames. It's uh, it's weird seeing hockey being played again, but I yeah. watched a game on Saturday and it was uh, it it wasn't as weird as I thought. It wasn't as weird as watching wrestling with no fans. I'll tell you that. Oh, that is, it's hard to watch without rest uh, without fans sometimes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think I don't know if I'll ever get different. used to that. It's weird. Yeah, I think that's why I kind of liked like when they did the boneyard match. I thought that was cool. Like, you know, if they don't overdo it, those kind of matches, I think it's all right. But, like, when they do, like, a straight-up wrestling match in the ring and yeah. all you can hear is, like, the meat slapping in the, in the <laughs> ring and, like, a couple, like, two people, like, jeering off behind the hockey boards or whatever. And, like, oh, man, this is this is desperate. Yeah, weird weird times that we are living in. But yeah. uh, you are right. We got a good show today. Um, we are going to be talking... All about what a Metroid game for the Nintendo 64 might have looked like, what we would have wanted it to look like, and what we think we would have actually gotten from Nintendo. But first, before we get there, um, you know, Halo has always kind of been like a like an undercurrent on this show. Like, you're obviously a, a big Halo fan, Dak. I'm, I'm a Halo fan, maybe not as big of a Halo fan, but I, I really enjoy the series for, for what I've played. Uh, we got some big halo infinite news uh this week do you want to tell everybody about that uh well we got we've got a lot of halo infinite news recently obviously we had the tech demo come out um and then the big news that came out this past you know within the past week the multiplayer is going to be free to play which i am so so excited for i hope you all can join me because i'm sure it'll be cross play so make sure you got it on your pc or your xbox or whatever it is but though, that was the huge news. Halo, for the first time, the multiplayer is going to be free to play. I thought that was such an amazing move. 
It's probably the best news I've heard, other than the ring being Installation 7, which has a lot of cool story and lore implications. Um, and also, we should be getting some multiplayer showcase this month. I believe it'll be like the online Gamescom or whatever they do uh, for that. But yeah, the infinite multiplayer being free is is absolutely huge. You know, it gets it lowers the bar of accessibility with it, which I think is a really good game for for pretty much any kind of game. You know, the more people that you can get to play the game, the better. Um, I'm really excited to have a huge player base. I'm excited to see what they do in terms of monetization, what I can be spending money on, and what I don't need to spend money on. And what they can do with you know all those new players coming in, being able to check out the game entirely for free if they want. So I think that's really huge news. I think that's a great idea. Um, I'm very excited for the implications both for the game and for the esports side of things. More players, more opportunities to run tournaments online, and all that kind of stuff. And as a Halo fan, I'm going to be buying the full game anyway. But I'm excited for people who want to try it out or maybe they're trying Halo for the first time. And I hope many of you who might not be playing Halo or love it as much as I do, give it a shot. Uh, I'm excited for Halo Infinite. I want to see some more. And uh, yeah, I thought that was really good news. And I don't know. I'm excited for the game. I can't wait to see some more and see more of my man Chief. So yeah, it's been really exciting times recently for us Halo fans. It, it seems really smart to me too to go free to play. Because like, man, I remember back in like the early 2000s or whatever, like Halo was the king. Like mm -hmm. it, it was the undisputed king of first person shooters, multiplayer games in general. Like, like Halo was the man on the block. Mm -hmm. And like... I feel like it kind of lost that over the years. Um, maybe, you know, some of its market share crept away to Call of Duty or, or whatever, what have you. But, like, just making it free to play, I feel like, just kind of, like, invites a lot of those people back into Halo. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm really, like, I think that that's really cool. Um, you know, Halo is my kind of first-person shooter. It's like a sci-fi, like, it's not, like, military war necessarily or based on, like, real life, like Call of Duty, which isn't my jam necessarily. So, like... I always thought that Halo was really cool, and I'm glad to see it, like, kind of taking some steps to um, reclaim the throne, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's good. I think it's cool. It's going to bring a lot of new players in, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for that. But actually, the big news I was really talking about, Dak, is, oh, okay. uh, is the big news is that now Chief can get the grapple beam in, <laughs> uh, in Halo Infinite. <laughs> well, He's going to Metroid Prime 3, everybody, in that game. I love it. I thought it was funny how uh, a new Halo game got the a hook shot in the game before Breath of the Wild or any of the new Zelda games did. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, I like grapple hooks. I love movement and movement options in games, you know, like I love it in Melee. I love it in any kind of game where it gives me more, uh, you know, options for creativity to traverse the map, you know, and not just do it the same kind of way. I want to talk about right. Sprint because that's another thing, but I love grapple hooks. Uh, when I played Apex Legends, jeez, uh, I forgot the guy's name, the robot in that game. I play him, he has a grapple hook. I can't believe I forget his name. Um, but, yeah, and I'm sure I'll remember it after this, cast. I feel like an idiot. But, yeah, I love those kind of movement options. I'm excited that they're trying to stick to, you know, what made the original games good, but still trying to t tweak it a little bit, which I think is good. You know, I don't want the same stuff recycled over and over again, but I don't want a Halo 4 or 5. I think they're going to, you know, bounce out. And, yeah, you know, Halo is certainly lost some of that market share over time because, you know, the quality of games maybe went down a little bit and way more games came out. Um, but, you know, so many games have blown up because they were free to play and stuff like that. And then they added yeah. new things to those games. I mean, you know, obvious example is Fortnite, which, you know, you can have your opinions on Fortnite as a game, but you can't deny the success it has as a game, as an esport and overall as a product. Um, coming from the fact that they made the multiplayer free to play because you know as you may not remember the original game was out for a while no one no one was playing it and then they came out with you know the battle royale mode that was free to play and everyone got in that's another thing too i've heard rumors that 
there will be a, a Battle Royale mode for Halo Infinite, which I am so excited for. I love Battle Royale games. PUBG is a big favorite of mine. I love Warzone. And I think Halo is perfect for it. You got the sandbox, the vehicles. You can drop in like an ODST from orbit. The parts of the ring falling out as the zone gets smaller. I mean, it's absolutely perfect for it. I think it, I think it just makes too much sense. Exactly. To do. And yeah. I know that some people will kind of complain about jumping on the bandwagon, but like... I don't know. I feel Nothing like at the end that. of the day, like if it's fun and it makes sense, like I, I kind of agree actually. I, and I'm not even a big fan of like um, those kind of games, but like it makes a lot of sense to me to see a game like Halo kind of embrace the battle Royale aspect. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm uh you know, I'm looking forward to, to Halo infinite. It definitely looks like it's got some of those more Metroid primey vibes to it, which I, you know, I obviously uh, am all about. Yeah, man, dude, I, I can't wait to, to see on the ring in the battlefield, man. <laughs> I'm waiting for Andy's controller skills. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm pretty skilled, Deck. Don't worry. Hey, man, I'm no pro, but you know, I'm ready to click some heads. But yeah, it should be exciting. I'm sure we'll talk about it again uh, in the future. And yeah, I think uh, I hope I hope we uh, get to play with some of y'all. But I'm excited. I can't wait to see the multiplayer showcase. I know it's not Metroid, but I'm excited for it. And yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, everyone listening, you could like obliterate me in halo i guarantee <laughs> even, the, even the least skilled player will be able to obliterate me um okay let's move on and uh let's dive into some rumor and innuendo here dak before we okay. get into the uh the metroid 64 business um so there have been some tweets going around that there is a rumored nintendo direct and it's going to happen sometime in august i think we got days of like either the 11th to the 21st mm-hmm. so uh, there, there's a very prolific leaker, a friend of the show, actually, she gave us a shout out a couple weeks ago named Tiffany Treadmore. She detailed what we can expect to see in this direct. And we're going to go through this list. I just want to make it abundantly clear. Take this with a grain of salt. This is rumor and innuendo. None of it's confirmed. Plans could change, but we thought it would be fun to kind of take a peek down here and see uh, you know, and speculate on some of the things that she mentioned that could be coming up the, the pipe because, like, there is a lot, a lot of stuff that looks really, really cool in this rumored direct. So, you know, that disclaimer being said, this is a rumor. <laughs> Don't quote us on anything, but let's let's dive in here. All um, right. So, first of all, we've got uh, a new Earthbound game coming, which uh, I actually think is kind of cool. I, you're not really an Earthbound fan, right, Deck? Um, I mean, I like... I actually, I've been told by friends that like, oh, you should play this game. You'd really like it. I just never really got into it. Um, but I like, like I've played it. Mother, I I played uh like Earthbound, you know. Um, right. but uh, you know, a, ga- a new game or a reboot of it, because yeah, it says like new game or reboot. Uh, I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be cool for for Mother Earthbound fans. I'd certainly if it's on the Switch, or whatever. Yeah, I'll pick it up and play that. Yeah. Um, another cool thing, not un- Metroid related, is there's a new Donkey Kong related property. Mm. Could we see, uh, what did, what was your game called? Oh, uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Breath. Jungle Breath. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, an open world Donkey Kong game or like a sequel to DK64. That is what I want so, so badly. Yeah, you can go back and, I, what, what episode was that? There's a two episode, that was, I think there was two uh, that, episodes that was, ago. That was two episodes ago where he were dying and we brought in Elias. Yes, so two episodes ago I went into Donkey Kong Jungle Breath, which, you know, my, my DK Breath of the Wild style game. We got a huge sprawling jungle to explore and all these different things to find there. I, I mean, I think that is just absolutely perfect. Sells itself. I really hope that's what they do with it. 
Um, I like Donkey Kong Country and all that. I, I, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say I'd be disappointed, but I hope it's not a third Donkey Kong Country game. And it seems like it's going to be a new DK property. Like it's not going to be something that we've just got. Um, a new like Donkey Kong Country game would be cool, but I would love something more along the lines of a more open world or like 3D right. adventuring, like DK64 kind of game, because that is my favorite DK game. Uh, I agree with you. I love, love DK64. That mm-hmm. game was so fun and just yeah. uh, gives me gives me the nostalgic goosebumps. But, uh, you know, I, I also wouldn't be upset if we got Donkey Kong Country 3. I think we were yeah. talking about it a couple weeks ago. Where, like, Well, that game's I, out already. Oh, Donkey wow, Kong Country okay. 3. <laughs> so, but yeah, Donkey I agree. Kong Donkey Kong Country Returns 3, whatever yeah, they yeah, want to call yeah. it. Um, I feel like Retro uh, probably was working on this. Like, it makes sense to me that they were kind of rounding out the trilogy because it feels like everything mm-hmm. in video games is trilogies. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that is what it was. And maybe that's another reason why, like, development on Prime 4 seemed even slower than usual. It's just because, like, when Retro got Don- or uh, Prime 4 back, excuse me, uh, they had to finish up Donkey Kong. I don't know. We mm. we'll see. I guess. But I, you know, I actually just love actually most Donkey Kong games. Even like Diddy Kong Racing is one of my favorite games. Oh hell so. yeah, love that game. <laughs> love that game. It's, it's better than every Mario Kart game. I'm gonna just throw that. Oh, uh, that those right are that, those are some words right there. But I would I would stand next to you on that one. I love Don- uh, Diddy Come Kong at me, Racing. Come Terry 316. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Diddy Kong Racing. But yeah, so that that one caught my eye in this. Um, another thing that that caught my eye, we're not going to list every single thing here, but there is a non Breath of the Wild two Zelda game that is coming out supposedly, and um, it'll be one that uh, quote will will make you go oh duh. So I don't know what that means. We were kind of speculating before the show started. Maybe it means like Hyrule Warriors, uh, a sequel to that, or maybe it means like another Cadence of I Rule, or or maybe it just means Skyward Sword for the Switch, which would make sense because you know. 10 years after the the original game launched that we'd have Skyward Sword HD. I feel like those ones would be obvious, but you know, the Zelda fan of me is just like, like, I wonder what this could be. Uh, I, I, maybe it's going to be like an Ocarina of Time HD switch release, you know, cause that, that would be like, Oh, duh, you gotta do Ocarina of Time again. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, and I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah, actually. exactly. Yeah. I, I, I personally don't know what exactly would be like an oh duh for me. Cause I don't have those expectations for a Zelda game. So I'm not like, like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I feel like any Zelda game that comes out, <laughs> I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm curious to see what that is because obviously everyone's waiting for the Breath of the Wild sequel. So to get another non Breath of the Wild Zelda game. Uh, I'm interested to see what that would be. So so to take my Metroid hat off for a second here <clears throat> and put on my Zelda hat. So in uh, in 2013, we got the Wind Waker HD, which came out 10 years after the Wind Waker. And then in 2016, we got Twilight Princess HD, which came out 10 years after Twilight Princess. So to me, I'm just like, okay, well, it would make sense to have Skyward Sword HD come out 10 years after um, Skyward Sword originally did in 2011. But... In my mind, I'm just like, okay, well, like, let's assume that Breath of the Wild 2 launches in 2021. I I feel like Skyward Sword HD would have to come out, like, very early in the year, like, February, maybe, or March at the latest. And then Mm. Breath of the Wild would be, like, maybe a November, December game? I don't know. That makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. So, yeah, that could be one that makes you go, um, duh, I guess. But let's move on to uh, some of the more metroid parts of this uh, supposed leak. Uh, there is a working title 
called Metroidvania. And as the name implies, it's a Metroidvania game. Um, there isn't... It's just a secret working title, so there's no franchise attached to it. It doesn't say what it is. I love myself a good Metroidvania game, though, so I would be really excited to, you know, play whatever this happens to end up being. And it I, makes me think, I wonder, like, is it an, an existing Nintendo franchise? Because, I mean, other than Metroid, they don't really do Metroidvania games. Maybe it's a new Castlevania game? I could see oh, that, man. you know? Uh, God, they, that'd be good. But maybe they they should just keep the secret working title as Metroidvania game for Nintendo. Like, why even call it anything else? Just keep that as the title. It'll sell. Easy. Um, I, I kind of yeah. love that, actually. <laughs> right? Just it, let it run. It reminds me of Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, where it's like, ah, let's not name <laughs> this thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, whatever. That's just what it is. Just screw it. Um, okay, so uh, unsurprising to anybody, but uh, this leak also says that Metroid Prime Trilogy... Uh -huh. is going to be shown and it's ready to go. This one, I'm just like, you know, I feel like every leak I've read for the last two Everyone. years has said, okay, Metroid Prime Trilogy is ready to go. And you know what? I feel like it probably is ready to go. But I just, I'll, I'll believe it's coming out when I see the trailer for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's always been like an easy like pick for rumors like to make it seem valid because everyone knows that it's an obvious game that should be out already you know no one's gonna complain about that coming out so it's like you could always just throw that in on a rumor and and they're like oh yeah metro prime trilogy that's great love to see that um you know again you know my stance on this i can already play metroid prime trilogy on my pc so personally i don't at this point care if it comes out at all but I do say I will say that I do care it comes out because I want people who don't have that opportunity to play it like right. I do to experience the games on Switch and obviously you know another Metroid game coming out for people to buy is always a good thing. So in that capacity, yes, I would love to see Metroid Prime Trilogy actually exist. I've heard this so many times before. Like you said, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but at the very least, it's not one of those things where I at least personally I urgently need it. Um, but I do want people to experience the game. There are tons of people who haven't gotten to play Metroid Prime or Prime 2 or even Prime 3. And having that package together is just perfect, especially if they could update, you know, the controls a little bit. That'd be great, too. And if they do and they have regular dual analog, hell, I might buy it just so I can play it on the go. Um, and, you know, to support the game. So, uh, hell, I'll even, you know, buy a copy, give it away on my stream. So, I do there hope that's true. But, again, it's one of those things where this is, what, the 35th, 36th time I feel like I've read this. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, um, it doesn't mean anything at this point, I think. And so two things there. Like, I, I feel like, uh, I can't remember if we talked about this on the show or off air, but I feel like this would definitely have dual analog controls. We talked about it off. Yes. Air. Yeah. I think we talked about that off. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would have to think that it would, you know, I, I think so. I think Nintendo, Nintendo is almost always good at, you know, having a lot of control schemes for different games especially older games that are ported yeah. or whatever um so i would like to think that they would have the original you know tank controls for the first two games the original motion controls for prime three and then updated you know dual analog or gyro or whatever it is um that people would also like to play with because that's that's usually how they go about things and i think that would be smart and i don't think it would really require too much anyway um so that would be again another great reason to have prime three or prime trilogy come out on the switch so you know again i hope it's true but we'll see yeah, it, it seems like it seems like we've been hearing this a lot you know i actually think that if they released let's say that they released prime trilogy on the switch in one month i think that this would be the best-selling metroid game ever by like a decent amount yeah I so agree. I, man it's just like 
if you have it, make it happen already. Like, what are you, what are you waiting for? Um, but the real meat of this, uh, of this alleged leak that, mm-hmm. uh, that Tiffany posted is a new Metroid game. And that's all she said was new Metroid. But this also ties into the rumors that we heard, uh, when we covered Paper Mario way back when about a new 2D Metroid game coming out. So like part of me is just assuming that it, it's that new 2D Metroid that, you know, we, we've kind of, we've heard about and heard about. And, you know, like I said, like, I don't really take these rumors uh, with, with too much, you know, grains of salt here, but to me, like, you know, maybe there's a lot of smoke here. Maybe there's a fire somewhere uh, in here as well, because like, this isn't the first leaker that's mentioned a new Metroid game. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, as we touched on in the Paper Mario episode, I, th- I think we have like, reason enough to be cautiously optimistic the only thing that i think would be weird is if there was a new 2d metroid releasing in like the same window as metroid prime trilogy but then again i feel like the trilogy part is the, is the more iffy part to me what do you think hmm i've i have mostly up until recently i've mostly subscribed to feeling that they wouldn't release another metroid game until prime 4 comes out and like Prime Forward, be like, all right, if the the you know if this does well, we're making more Metro games. If not, see you in ten years, uh, until Federation Force Two or something. And now I don't really now I'm not very sure. Now it seems like yeah, they might go like throwing out the 2D Metroid as well. Um, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility of them releasing it within the same window of Prime Four or Prime Trilogy. I mean, back remember when Prime came out, Prime Infusion came out. I pretty much on top of each other. Yeah, they came out the same day, and I got them the same time. Um, And I don't think that really was a bad thing, because the games are so distinctly different, and they were on different systems. You know, they kind of catered to different audiences in a way, but at the same time, the same audience who could buy both games. Um, And both of those games were awesome, and, you know, are, you know, arguably part of that, you know, beginning of that kind of, that 2000s golden age for or Platinum Age, or whatever you want to call it, for Nintendo, or for Metroid, when you had a bunch more Metroid games coming out, you had spinoffs coming out, they were all, for the most part, really good. Um, so, I'm not against that. I don't think it's out of their own possibility. In fact, the only thing that might make me think otherwise is because they would all be releasing on Switch, you know? Like, it wouldn't be one of them releasing on a portable, the other one releasing on the console. Now, it's the same thing. So, it's different from, like, the Fusion game releasing on Game Boy Advance and Prime on GameCube. Now it would be the Trilogy on Switch, the 2D Metroid on Switch, Prime 4 on Switch, which I'm sure they want, everyone wants to get a Switch, but it is slightly different in context. I, that being said, I, I do think they would do that, and, hey, I, if they want to stack us with Metroid games, I'm not going to argue. And I think that might even, you know, give some more weight to the releases. It, you know, might show that Nintendo has some more confidence in it. That they can have them almost like quote unquote compete with each other, but it depends on really how they look at those games. So they would they consider you know Prime Trilogy as significant of a release as a completely new game? They might, um, and so maybe they wouldn't stack them like that, or maybe they just kind of look at it as we're just porting these games. It's not the same as releasing an entirely new game. We can release them within the same time frame. Um, and honestly, I've never known how Nintendo really feels about Metroid other than kind <laughs> of you know uh not much yeah exactly so um so yeah i i I i'm a little i don't know because you know i I told you this about before the show and i wasn't sure if i was going to mention it but i'm going to i definitely read somewhere on the internet at some point that the new metroid game might be another spinoff so i don't want that but unless it's a new hunters game then i'm down um so i'm i'm in a whole state of confusion with this because i did not expect them 
to be releasing a new Metroid game before Prime 4. I thought that was the one that they were riding on. That was the the putting all their, you know, eggs in that basket. Now it doesn't seem like that's the case. Now we're in a situation where we might be getting a new 2D Metroid, a new 3D Metroid, and a re-release of three 3D Metroids in one package all around potentially the same time. Uh, whether or not that's, I mean, I think that could be overall a good thing. Again, I think they do cater to different kinds of audiences, but at the same time, if they're all on the same console, people might pick all of them up at the same time. You know, maybe they release the trilogy for 20 bucks, right? And then the other games still seem that much more appeasing. You could buy all of them and not, you know, break the bank. So, hey, more Metroid is always good. Uh, you know, at this point, I hope a new 2D Metroid's really good. I have so many expectations for the Fusion sequel at this point that, like, this game better be good. Um, I hope it's not another prequel or interquel. Please continue the story. But I'm excited that these leaks mention Metroid games because that's what we want. There you go. And if you want to hear our pitches, by the way, for mm. a, uh, a Metroid Fusion sequel, check out our episode last week. We had a lot of love on that show, by the way. So thank you to everyone that commented. Um, yeah. Okay. So it feels like we've been talking forever. At, oh, wait, uh, before we move on, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt, but one more thing that's from these leaks. A new Super Mario Strikers game for the Switch. Oh, yeah. Yes! How could I forget? How could you forget, <laughs> man? I am a huge Super Mario Strikers fan. I remember going to the Nintendo World Store, now Nintendo York, in New York City, to play in a Super Mario Strikers tournament when I was a kid. My dad brought me there with my friends. I remember grinding online and charged, doing all the stupid tricks with the Boo Ghost off the, off the bank on the right side. I got the <laughs> Toad Flip. I, dude, I love Super Mario Strikers. I it, it baffles me that it's been 13 years since the last Super Mario Strikers game. Just like it's been 13 years since the last Metroid Prime game. Absolutely insane to me. Um, I love Super Mario Strikers. I, this is one thing that I really, really, really hope is true because Strikers is so much fun. A, a third game would be so sick. I really hope that's true. So sorry, I had to get that in there because I, I love that game. It seems weird to me that they kind of stuck with Mario Tennis as, like, the sports game that right? they, you know, they still make. When I feel like a lot of people really loved Mario Golf, actually. That's the one that I remember hearing, like, was really awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Those Mario Sport, the none of the Mario Sports games were really kind of up my alley. But uh, it definitely does say something about Mario Strikers in there. So, shout it out to all you it soccer does. fans out there. Hell yeah. Um, so, this is these are rumors, and uh, none of it's confirmed. So, I, again... Don't uh, don't get your hopes up too high because that's how you get disappointed. But by God, if they turn out to be even like half true, I'd be I would be a happy man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on and let's let's finally get to uh, what we're here to talk about today. Metroid on the Nintendo 64. Of course, we all know that uh, we went eight long years between Super Metroid and Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion, completely skipping the N64 generation. So, our our goal today, our question that we asked ourselves is, what do we think a Metroid game on the N64 would have looked like? And more importantly, maybe, would it have been good? Dak, I, I kind of put you on the spot last week and made you go first with the uh, with the pitch. So, I'll, I'll go first this week, if you want, and okay. kind of tell you what I would have wanted, mm -hmm. and then what I, like, what I think Nintendo would have actually probably done. So, first off, what, what I would have absolutely wanted the most is and, and you know they the big reason that metroid skipped the n64 was because they said that they couldn't figure out how to translate it into 3d i would have just wanted them to do 2d and mm. it's not like that was like uh completely you know uh sacrilege at that time because you had yoshi story which is 2d 
You had Kirby Crystal, whatever it was called, that was 2D. You know, I, I feel like if you couldn't figure out how to do it, just make a 2D game. It could have been like 2.5D, kind of like 3D-esque, like Yoshi's Island, where it was like like a 3D characters or whatever, but they were in a 2D working space. Yep. So I think a 2.5D could have been cool. Or, I mean, like look over to the PlayStation side of things, and on, on the Sony side, you have Castlevania Symphony of the Night absolutely tearing it up. And people didn't care that that was a 2D game that, you know, used sprites. They were just like, this game is awesome. This game owns. It was this huge, huge Metroidvania map uh, that, that basically was like two maps in one since you flipped the castle upside down. Man, that that game, I mean, I love Symphony of the Night. I think it's one of probably the... the one of the greatest games ever. Like it would have been so easy, I think, to do something like that with Metroid. And you know what? They could have used pixel work if they really wanted. I would have actually preferred that they use pixel work because then it would have it kind of would have avoided the uh, the aging of the graphics like a lot of the early N sixty four games had. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would have been my dream. My dream scenario is like to see the new two D Metroid made for the N sixty four or even a two point five D Metroid. Um, and just, you know, if you, if you couldn't figure it out, just do what you know and have, you know, have the 2d presentation. Uh, you know, I was actually even thinking, and it's funny that you mentioned this earlier, but I was almost even thinking like in a perfect world, I wonder if I wouldn't have just wanted Metroid fusion to be an N64 game Hmm. because like, um, and, and you mentioned how they both came out on the same day, which is awesome. But I also feel like, there might have been some people that were just like, okay, well, like, there's two new Metroid games out, but I can only afford one, or, like, I can only ask my parents for one for mm-hmm. Christmas, or, or something like that, right? So, like, maybe some time in between them to breathe a little bit, and I feel like maybe a Fusion was, like, kind of a 2.5D Metroid game on the N64, that could have been, that could have been pretty cool, like, and given it a little bit more breathing room, because, you know, as much as, like, I, I think, like, the Metroid community really loves fusion and it's a beloved game. But I I think in like the overall like um, grand scheme of things, I I feel like it definitely got overshadowed by Metroid prime. Uh, And and, I mean, rightfully so Metroid prime is one of the best games ever. So maybe giving fusion a little bit of a, you know, it's its own kind of space and and room to breathe would have been a good idea. So I, I feel like that is what I would have wanted to see happen in an ideal world. But obviously, you know, obviously, not only did we not get that, but I definitely don't think that that would have happened. Hmm. Um, Dak, what what would have been like your dream N sixty four presentation for Metroid? Uh, well, before I get into that, I want to comment on on what you said first. Um, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I I definitely think you brought up Yoshi's story, and that's what I was thinking. What they would do would be um, like a two point five D platformer like that. I think you're kind of spot on with that. Um, because, you know, because at the end of the day, with the N64, they wanted to challenge what we thought video games could look like, right? You know, they, they're put bringing, you know, franchises classically in 2D to 3D, etc. Um, so I don't know if they would have done, like, pixel art, right? Um, but something like Yoshi Story, where it has that, like, stylized look, um, right. and, and is a 2D platformer for all intents and purposes, but has, like, 2.5, you can go in and out in the foreground and background, I think is what they probably would have done on the n64 uh, or like maybe should have done um and that would make sense because it would challenge you know a little bit of what we know about metroid without going too far because obviously they didn't seem to know 
what they were doing at all in terms of you know trying to make it 3D. Um, right. Putting fusion on on N64, I've never thought of because you you know you bring up like oh maybe you couldn't get both games at the same time. I will say that I don't know if you know that or remember this, but the 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 Prima or Prima the two in one guide they came out with. Uh, that's what I got, and I'm pretty sure that influenced my parents on getting both games because there was a guide that had both Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion in the guide. So it kind of like like there were a lot of the marketing stuff like that kind of tied the games together in a little way, even though they were story wise and gameplay wise completely unrelated. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why I got both of them at the same time. But of course, I got them for Christmas too, and I didn't buy them because I was you know. Uh, <laughs> like eight years old <laughs> um but i was just thinking about that um so yeah so so what i would have liked for an n64 metro game and i mentioned this to you earlier and i think it almost makes too much sense to me and i'm surprised that they never really end up doing it and you know the reason i think we end up talking we wanted to talk about this topic for a while but i also you know uh, the the whole giga leak for nintendo that came out recently and the fact that well there was no metroid n64 game ever so we don't get to get on the fun on that um certainly motivated this a little bit i think but I always thought that they yep. literally could have just copied Ocarina of Time and just slapped Metroid stuff on it. I'm not sure why they didn't do that, because they were willing to do that with other... I mean, how many Mario 64 clones did we see immediately right out after that, especially on the N64? So, I was kind of surprised that they never just cloned Ocarina of Time and just put Metroid stuff on it. So much of what Ocarina of Time hmm. did works for Metroid. And they ended up using in some games. The first thing I think of is the lock-on with the Z-lock, right? Z-locking in, in Ocarina of Time, you literally could do that for a Metroid game, and that would make up for making maybe making it hard to aim at the N64 controller in third person. Right. Um, and I think they would have done it in third person in that kind of way. Maybe they didn't do it because, you know, they know how to do, like, the Zelda fantasy style, but, like, maybe trying to make, like, a more... Not realistic, but kind of more realistic in sci-fi area, maybe like, or, you know, look maybe was a little harder. They didn't know how to do it on the N64, but gameplay-wise, you know, the item, you know, collecting items and how the items are used and, you know, a morph ball would have been easy. You use the Z-lock for a lock-on system. It almost make, it makes too much sense to me, and I'm surprised they didn't do it because they could have easily just copied and pasted the the gameplay loop and all the different functions of Ocarina of Time and just slap Samus in there and put all the Metroid stuff and it probably would have been really good um, and and we know from some of the beta and alpha images from Metroid Prime that they did toy with the fact or toy with the idea of making it a third person shooter um, right. you know it was a little more like over the shoulder third person not like kind of you know Zelda third person which is a little farther back and not over the shoulder but I think both could have worked you know you know maybe doing the third person over the shoulder, like Gears of War, might have made it, uh, you know, might have fit like the the shooting aspect of the game more. But I think it would have been fine, you know, having the game play like a Zelda game does. We have that similar control of the camera and be able to lock onto stuff. Um, I think that would have been great and would have been a great way to bring Metroid into 3D. At the same time, would we have gotten Metroid Prime if they had done that? I don't know. I don't know if we would have. Maybe they would have. Maybe it wouldn't have worked, and they wouldn't have done it. Maybe they would have worked too well. We never would have gotten the first person versions, and Metroid Prime, all of them would be third person. Um, so you know, the 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 annals of history might have been completely different had the game come out if it ever existed. You know, could have existed at all. But that always, I think, is what they should have done: is just go right for Ocarina of Time. You know that formula works. Just copy and paste it. Um, but what we probably would have gotten is maybe not something that is good. Maybe they would have butchered it and somehow watered it down a little bit. I think they probably would have just gone for the 
the platformer route, but at the same time, again, a lot of the N64 stuff was bringing those older games, those franchises we know, into the 3D space, and it seems like they just mm. couldn't figure out how to really do that, but I think if they did do Metroid, they would have wanted to do the same thing. They would have wanted, they wouldn't have wanted to just do a platformer like it's been done before, even if it was a 2.5D platformer. I don't know if that would have been different enough. I think they're, they're striving to to really nail like what is expected of the N64 probably led them to not doing it at all, but I really think they could have just Take an Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, whatever, copy and paste it, throw Samus in there. It would have been a great game. Um, so I, I have a couple things to respond to with. First of all, it's funny that you mentioned kind of copy and pasting Ocarina of Time. For the Zelda podcast, I'm actually playing Star Fox Adventures right now, which is like literally they, they copy and pasted everything from Ocarina of Time and just put Fox McCloud and like Dinosaur Planet into there. So the thought yeah. of Samus doing like her little, when she finds an item doing like the Zelda, like do, 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 do thing is, is like hilarious to me. Maybe not copy but, that, but you know, yeah. <laughs> now, that wouldn't have been you, bad. <laughs> you would not believe how often Fox does that in Star Fox Adventures. I don't remember, um, but yeah, I, I actually, now you, you mentioned that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. So one thing I wonder, uh, so when you're, when you're saying like Metroid should have taken the Zelda formula, I like, I'm actually not too opposed to that at all. I think that that could have been cool, but there is one very specific drawback to that okay which i i wonder if it didn't kind of kibosh the idea where in ocarina of time and majora's mask you can't jump and like you can jump but it's only after you've run off a ledge or something like that whereas mm-hmm. you know oh, in, ooh, in metroid obviously point. yeah in, like you're going up you're going down you're going sideways. like it's very much kind of a platformer in the vein of of mario in the sense so like I wonder if the ability or the lack of the ability rather to jump really kind of hindered, you know, Nintendo being like, okay, well let's just take that and, and move it over. I like, I would have thought, um, like I would have thought that if anything, maybe even, even like Mario could have been a decent example of them to copy. Mm -hmm. But um, the other thing, actually the other thing that I wanted to comment on quickly before I moved on to like what I thought Nintendo would do is I always actually kind of thought that, your your dream N sixty four game would have been a first person game even back then. Uh, um, mm, well, I think it's hard to say now. Maybe back then when I was a kid, yeah, like it would have. But knowing how like most N sixty four first person shooters like aged, you know, um, I, I mean, Gold look, Goldeneye is a great game for its time, right? But I would never go back and play Goldeneye now because it's 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 really horribly <laughs> controlled. And even back then, I think, you know, you kind of played the game within the realm of its limitations, kind of knowing that, kind of accepting it for what it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think would have been cool to have a first-person shooter, sure. But when I think of, uh, like, an N64 game, the like the third-person adventure was so common, you know, in its multiple yeah. ways that, that it felt right. You know, or It feels like it would have fit right in. But I never thought about the jump thing. That's actually a good point, because Metroid does kind of fit that, like, middle area it's not as acrobatic as a mario game but it's way more acrobatic than a zelda game and so finding that balance of can she jump well okay it's third person it's going to be easy for the player to be able to do those platforming aspects of the game without help um you know if it's over the shoulder like a third person like gears of war game it'll certainly be harder um you know do they implement just an auto jump well then it doesn't really feel like a metroid game do they implement you know a manual jump well maybe it's too hard but then maybe you could have the grapple you know, beam to help you out and stuff. I think they could have done it, but when you put it that way, I never thought about that. Um, I can see how they were probably hesitant to 
you know, do that and attempt it, or maybe they, you know, tried right. or knew they could try or like thought about it and be like, oh, this is a little more difficult than, uh, you know, what meets the eye at first glance or, you know, easier said than done. So that that's a but good point. It, it's just such a, it's such a vertical game where Zelda exactly. is mostly like you're going, you know, from point A to point B in a straight line. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that would have been a challenge, I think, for them. Um, I'll tell you what I think a Metroid game probably would have looked like. I, I agree with you um, in the sense of like, you know, my dream would have been uh, a 2.5D game. I think that that would have been awesome. I would have even taken a Zelda-like game and even just kind of maybe eliminate vertical jumping. I think that even that could have been pretty cool. But mm-hmm. what I think we would have got is your your standard, like, 3D platformer, kind of in the vein of, of Super Mario 64 almost, but obviously a little bit more Metroid-y. Um, I think that... You know, I, I think that it would have been kind of kind of like Castlevania 64, which isn't really mm. a good thing. That that series really struggled to go from 2D to um, to 3D, and I, I feel like Metroid probably would have had the same kind of challenges as that one. Um, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just like in hindsight and in, in trying to, it's hard to put myself back into like 1998 or whatever, but like, I just feel like it would have been like your average 3D platformer. It, the world would have looked basically like I can imagine the whole game looking like the inside of Jabby Jabby's belly from Ocarina of Time, where it's like mm. kind of this gross looking world or something. Yeah. Um, I think that the character model for Samus would have looked Bad. probably pretty laughable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By, by today's standards. Um, and then, you know, I think that the thing that even, even like Metroid Prime, obviously really struggles with um, is how to, to integrate some of the power-ups and make them work in like a 3d space specifically the space jump and the speed booster which i I feel like are are staples of 2d metroid but like how do you do them properly in 3d and i feel like i i feel like nintendo would have had a a 3d platformer and tried to implement these things and i just i don't know that it would have been fantastic um i but i could totally see them doing the like you said, like everything had to be brought into 3D, even yeah. when even when maybe it shouldn't have or it didn't need yeah, to be. Exactly. They would have tried to put, they would have tried to bring it in 3D. They would have tried to bring over all the classic items, and you know what? Maybe it would have worked because if you'd have told me that the hook shot would be really awesome in 3D, I was I would have been like, eh, I don't know about that. But I just, uh, you know, I'm having a hard time envisioning with the with the especially with the N64's limitations how this would have kind of panned out in a in a really great way. Yeah, and I think that's another reason why they probably didn't do first person because it would it would highlight the the probably gross environment they built and 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 at the same time you wouldn't be able to take in like the character model and and some other stuff too while also at the same time a first person shooter probably would have made, you know, uh you know like the platforming stuff like jumping a more feasible because you can a lot easier like judge where you're going to jump in first person you know um and and yeah now that i think about it a little more i guess a first person shooter would have been wouldn't have been that bad it's still not ideal on the n64 controller but it was doable you know um i i loved perfect dark actually like that's, yeah no I those are good game. games i'll still play that game yeah those are those, yeah they're definitely not bad games at all um but I think at the same time, too, it was a different Nintendo, you know what I mean? Like, to, to take their... Like, a first-person shooter wasn't, you know... That wasn't a mainstream thing back then, right? Um, it certainly wasn't, like, a tried-and-true formula. Like, it was still pretty new in the 90s, even on PC, you know, on PC. 
Um, so I think that huge of a jump, I mean, that's probably why it took up a whole generation to even make Prime, because, like, that big of a jump to not even just in the third D, 3D, but that genre itself was a huge leap and a big, you know, experiment and a big risk, too. Um, yeah. So I don't know if they, you know, they. I definitely think that, yeah, they're, if they were going to take a game, they wouldn't have just kind of done the platforming thing, even though that probably would have been cool, probably the best thing to do. They wanted to bring it into that new that new kind of generation, that new world. And Metroid might have been the hardest because, you know, with Mario, with Zelda, it's, you know, the Mario environments are, they're not generic, but they're a little more basic and they're colorful and they pop and, and it's bright, right? And Zelda uh, maybe doesn't pop as much, but things are a little more, they stand out a little more. Metroid. It's, it's very whimsical. Exactly. Yeah. Whimsical. Yeah, that's a good word for it. But like when Metroid, they were going to be making, you know, gray hallways brown ground outside you know like would we yeah. even want to really look at that in the n64 and you know you bring up castlevania 64 and when i think of that game i think of gray walls and gray Ugly floors holes. and stuff like yeah. that exactly which i don't know if which probably would have been fine from a gameplay perspective but knowing nintendo i don't know if they would have been happy with showing off a game like that um you know when, when retro came at them right. with metroid prime you have a lot more, you know, the what was capable on the GameCube's a little more. The the environments a little more fleshed out and different. And obviously, you think of like the comparison, of like from Chozo Ruins to to uh, you know the Talon Overworld to Magmore Caverns. They're all very distinct, and you can do a lot more with that. The N sixty four couldn't. Really, I don't know if it would have been able to support all those different kinds of environments and making them look all very you know as distinct too. Um, but maybe they could have. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe they could have made it a little more whimsical, a little stand out, a little more. Um, and that would have made probably a very different Metroid game, but, uh, yeah, I still think that they would have done that kind of stuff. I do too. I, I mean, I think that it's, um, it, it's one of the hallmarks of Metroid, I feel like is just the atmosphere. And I, and I mm-hmm. don't know that they could have gotten the same kind of atmosphere on the N64 in a three workspace. Maybe, I mean, maybe yeah. they could, I don't know. Like, do you think, I, I don't know. Like for me, I just have a hard time seeing a 3d platformer for the N64, that's a Metroid game being good. Like, what do you think they could have done to make this really good? In my mind, it's like, okay, well, like, you have to, like, I mean, you have to nail the music, obviously, which I, I feel like they could have probably done. Yeah, they could have done. Um, you, you have to really nail the overworld, and I'm trying to think of, like, some other, some other N64 games that had, like, a really atmospheric but, like, alien sort of vibe. I'm actually thinking of even Perfect Dark. There is a couple levels in there when you're in, like, Area 51. That was kind of cool. But, like, I, I I don't know. I don't know if they could have... I don't know if they could have translated that. Like, what, yeah. what, do you, what do you think could have made this, like, 3D platformer, like, a decent Metroid game? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm right there with you. I think it's, it's definitely a challenge. Um... I do think if, yeah, if they maybe went a little more of a stylized route, I think would have been a good idea. It might have been a little different from what we'd expect from a Metroid game. But maybe if they made it a little more whimsical and stuff like that, like that could have been, well, like when I'm thinking of an N64 Metroid game, a lot of it does come for me come back to the gameplay. And again, I go back to Ocarina of Time with the lock-on. I think that system really would have worked really well. Um, and maybe it wouldn't have been so much about getting like the graphics right, but really getting that gameplay loop correct. And I do think they could have, you know, other than like the jumping challenge, I do think that they could have done it in a third person kind of way. But it's not just the gameplay. You're right. It does come back to the whole package. Could they have made it like feel atmospheric and and ambient in those kind of ways? 
I I do in a way, but how successful it would have been, I don't know. I think maybe if they went more of a stylized, maybe even not cartoony, but maybe they could have kind of way, it would have fallen a line a little more with the other games they were making at the time. Um, and so they could have even taken more of that. Um, oh, geez, my lights just flashed. <laughs> Ooh, uh-oh. Um, yeah, the the, the Nintendo gods hear me. Um, but... I don't. I think it was. I think it would have been possible. I think really what it was is that they wanted to get it right. You know, they really wanted to get it right, um, and maybe they just weren't confident that they could have made you know something as good as Ocarina of Time or something as good as Super Mario sixty four. You know, the expectations of the time. A lot of those franchise franchises that they brought into three D turned out pretty good. And maybe that, that's an understatement. You know, like some of the best games of all time. Ex- still, I think in 2020. Exactly. Maybe they just weren't confident that a Metroid game would have been the same way. Which I don't know, because you know, how many people really thought that like a 3D Zelda game like Ocarina of Time would have been as good as the other Zelda games, or Super Mario 64, a 3D Mario being as good as you know Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World or anything like that? I'm sure you asked a ton of people. Even going into Metroid Prime, a ton of people were like, oh, how could you make this a 3D first-person shooter? Blah blah blah. Um, I'm sure Nintendo was uh, along the same lines and feeling that way. And, and right. you know, taking a risk with Mario or Zelda is certainly a, a big difference of taking a risk with a series like Metroid, which is certainly smaller. It has a smaller player base and, and less games. You know, there are only, like, you know, how many games before Metroid Prime came out? Like three. Um, so, whereas it was a lot different for Mario, so many more games. Zelda had a bunch more. Well, didn't have too many more, but it, it had some. Um, so, yeah. I think, again, I think it might have just... I think a lot of it comes down to the type of company and developers Nintendo were, was at the time. Um, them not being confident being able to really pull it together. I mean, even now, we're you know, we're still questioning, like, would this really have worked? I'm sure they felt the same way. And uh, moving it into, like, a first-person shooter certainly is something that probably, you know, isn't uh, taken the same way as it is now, where first-person shooters are, you know, right. the zeitgeist, right? But I—that's why it always brings me back to like, if they did something like an Ocarina of Time game, or even like a Super Mario 64 game, and kind of copy and paste it, if they could just come over those technical hurdles of like the jump and, and implementing some of those Metroid items, I think that's a good point too. Is maybe they didn't think a lot of the stuff that worked in the 2D Metroids, you know, would have worked. You know, they're probably thinking like, well, what can we even have her do? Like, I don't know how we're gonna make the screw attack work or the speed booster work or this work or that work. You know, I mean, you at know, that point, I, what's like, the Metroid game? I was thinking game? about this. I was thinking about it, and I was, I was really, I was just like, okay, like, what specifically wouldn't work in 3D? And I think that the, really the only two things that really stick out to me are the space jump, because like you can just basically fly and jump anywhere. Um, and I, man, I bet you they regret making that a thing in Super Metroid. And I, I think that the speed booster, but I, I even then, I feel like the speed booster could have worked maybe if you if you did it almost like Other M did, where like you have mm-hmm. designated like run pads or something like that. But I think the space jump is really the one that that's really tricky. Because um, even the screw attack, I feel like you could kind of you could have like re readjusted that, where like maybe it's just like almost like a like a force field around you or something that, you know, damages everything around you. And like, it doesn't activate when you jump necessarily. Yeah. I think that they could have done that. You know, I think a grapple would have been easy to do. Grapple's easy. Um, you know, obviously, I, I mean, at this time there was, I think there was basically only that. And then all the different types of missiles and beams and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and, yep. I, and like the I, morph I think, ball would have been fine. Yeah. I think the morph ball would have been fine. Um, I, I think it was, I think it was the space jump. That was really the killer. I, and and yeah. I don't know how they would have done that at all. Maybe like have designated like 
jump spots or something like that. I'm not sure. Or maybe they just would have scrapped it. Uh, you know, I, I would have been actually fine just scrapping it. No, yeah, that's the thing, too, is that you think, like, well, maybe they just couldn't have included that stuff or they could have come up with new stuff. And I think that's the case. I mean, you look at Super Mario 64. Think of how many things in previous Mario games that are not in that game whatsoever, you know? Like, there's no yeah. Fire Flower. There's no, you know, Tanuki Tail. There's no this. Like, there's a lot of stuff that is not included in that game, yet they made some new things. And the gameplay itself kind of made up for it, too. I think they, you know, I think, honestly, the more I think about it, they could have pulled it off and they just, they weren't confident enough. They, they didn't think they could do it or it was too hard, but I think they could have done it, man. And uh, I would have loved to have seen what they would have come up with at the time because I, th I don't think it would have been bad. I think they really could have pulled off a Metroid N64 game in the 3D space and just something, a lot, you know, a lot of moving pieces and working parts and, and, and whatever they were feeling at the time. I guess they didn't feel the same way, um, and certainly it wasn't a franchise that maybe they wanted to take that risk with, or even felt people would even, you know, bother to even buy it. Right? Um, who knows? I do, but I think the more we talk about this, I really think it was possible they could have done it. Um, right. Maybe it wouldn't have been the Metroid game that we would envision. May not, it may not have had some of the elements we thought of, but I think they could have made up for that with some new additions, you know, changes to those things, like you said, like maybe the screw attack. Maybe the screw attack would have just been like a dash forward, like a, a set dash forward that deals damage or something that, right, you know? And it's not activated yeah, on a jump, you know? It could have been something like that or the speed booster. I don't know how they could have done that. But, um, yeah, I, you know, at the end of the day, we're looking back at it after, you know, over 20 years of game development, right, and advances in technology. But for what they had at the time... The re well, not only the resources and what the N64 was capable of, but what other games were on the, that were released on the same platform were capable of, I think they could have done it. And I really wish that they had at least given it a try, because I would have loved to have seen what it would have looked like. But at the same time, it probably would have been close to what we ended up seeing in like the beta images of Metroid Prime. And we ended up getting Metroid Prime as a result, so I guess the wait wasn't too bad. Uh, so let me, I know you got a hurricane coming towards you here, so let's, I'll, I'll try and wrap this up. <laughs> it's quick. here I, already, I man. Two, oh. Good God. I, I have two questions that I, I want to ask you, and I'll ask you the first one because I'm actually not sure the answer myself. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to hopefully be influenced by your answer. But like, what do you think would have been worse to have a bad N64 Metroid game released or no Metroid game at all released? Oh, bad Metroid game. Yeah, for sure. Because I already know, you know, what the reality is of, of having no Metroid game in the N64 and it ended up being pretty good. And I know what happens when you release a bad Metroid game. Um, so yeah, I, I, I will, I'll take the no Metroid over bad Metroid any day. Um, and I think in the case of the N64, it, it, it probably could have been pretty bad too. Um, so, and we, and I, like I said, we ended up getting Metroid Prime out of it as a result in some kind of indirect way. So yeah, my, my answer is, is no Metroid in N64 over bad Metroid in N64. You see, I was leaning towards that as well, but then another part of me is also just like, well, you know... Like, like I'm of the age where, like, I came into, you know, I really came into gaming with the N64. Like, Ocarina of Time was, like, my first, like, big game where I was like, whoa, this is, this is incredible. Um, so, and I, and I just wonder if, like, if Metroid would have had a game, even maybe if it wouldn't have been necessarily, like, even if it would have been mediocre, let's say. Kind of like Yoshi's Story, which is kind of a mediocre Whoa, game. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm Yoshi's sorry, Story kind of is awesome. I cannot agree with that. <laughs> I love that game. That game, I mean, it's no, look, it's no Yoshi's Island. Let's, let's, let's be fair. No. But it's a. Which, I, which actually is funny because that, that again is another example of like a completely different style of game. But, so anyways, to my point. Great it's game. just like, maybe, maybe there are some people that, 
that would have like maybe Metroid would have been a bigger franchise had it had a release yeah. on there and like had it kind of hooked in a newer generation sure. and didn't skip that generation. I I don't know. No, like, I think I you got like, a point there. But but then to your to your your point, it's just like well, if it was bad, it would have sucked though, and it would have turned away an entire generation. So I I don't know. I mean, I guess it all comes down to um, to quality, but how bad it was. Uh, yeah, like if it was other. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is that I don't know if it would have been other M bad. Other M is just no exception. Like it goes out of its way to be bad. Whereas like I, I don't this think it, game, I don't think it would have been that bad. exactly. I don't think it like would it have been a masterpiece like Mario sixty four Ocarina of Time. It could have been, but I don't know if that's a guarantee. But would have been horrible or really bad like i don't know if it would have been super superman 64 quality bad yeah i i actually that's a good point if it wasn't like you know a masterpiece or it was just a decent game or whatever it wasn't the worst game then you know what? yeah you're right it, it probably would have had a really solid influence on the franchise just by virtue of just having a game on the n64 at all so yeah that, that's that's a good point still i'm gonna stick with no metroid game only because you know even if it was on the n64 i don't know if we would have gotten metroid prime and I really love those games. Right. I, you know, I guess I don't really have a second question, more of just a comment in hindsight. Okay. Or uh, to add on to that. But, like, imagine, imagine like, uh, an N64 game comes out in, let's say, let's say late 1999, after Super Smash Bros. has come out. Like, I feel like mm. that could have really boosted the mm-hmm. series. Because, like, you know, like, people people always kind of dunk on, on Metroid sales. And, like, Super Metroid didn't sell very well. But, like, the original Metroid was was a really well-selling game like still probably had some equities so, like that I, yeah I, I just feel like maybe if you would have released a metroid game after super smash where like people were like oh man like i know samus from this fighting game and then you also had the audience i was like oh yeah metroid is finally coming to 3d like maybe you know maybe that could have taken the series into a bigger direction but then yeah maybe we wouldn't have got metroid prime and the trilogy so it's, it's funny to look back and, and see you know what could have been and what ended up happening um, with the the decision not to release a Metroid N sixty four game. Yeah, and, and and if they had released a Metroid game on the N sixty four after Smash, I would have one hundred percent bought it. You know, regardless of oh, the quality. Yeah. You know, because that's how I was introduced to Metroid. I had never played. I didn't even know that really Metroid and Metroid two. I knew I didn't. I don't even know if I knew about Super Metroid. I honestly didn't know anything about Metroid. I don't even know if those game. I even really knew those games existed. I learned. You know, until until Smash, I didn't know about them until I was like, "Oh, who's this robot?" Me, me too. Yeah. <laughs> in this game, this is cool. I like the robot, and then you know, I learned about it through there. So yeah, if they had released an N sixty four game, I one hundred percent would have been on it. But then again, that's you know, that's why I was one hundred percent on Metroid Prime and Fusion when those came out. I was like, "Oh, yo, that's hey, it's Sabbath from Smash. Hell yeah, I'm I'm getting those games." And they ended up being really awesome. And then you know, I ended up going back and playing Super Metroid and all the other ones. Um, yeah, that definitely would have been huge. I, I think that's a good point to be made that if Metroid regard, maybe not super regardless of the quality, but mostly, you know, if they had just put that on the N64, I do think that would have had a very long lasting effect on the franchise that maybe we did miss out on. Um, you know, I think just to make yeah. it like a bigger series in terms yeah. of like more mainstream, I, I don't know if the quality would have been there. Like it wasn't Metroid prime, but maybe we're talking about a series that's more akin to like you know, maybe not Zelda level, but like closer. No, I a hundred percent agree. I think that might've been that missed opportunity and who knows? Cause yeah, we might not have gotten Metroid prime, maybe Metroid prime made up for it. I think in a, in a, a certain amount of ways it kind of did. 
Um, but we don't know to what extent compared to what an N64 Metroid game could have been. I mean, imagine, you know, when all those big games were out and, you know, you saw Mario and 64 and, and Link from Ocarina of Time and, and Donkey Kong here, and then you see the Metroid game right next to it. That automatically puts them on the same level in people's yeah. eyes no matter what. Um, yeah, that we could be living in a completely different, you know, reality where we're getting a new Metro game every, every year, you know, and they're, and they're, and they're mostly good, right? If we had just gotten that N64 Metro game, uh, I definitely think there's a point to be made that could have been, had, that could have had a long lasting effect in the franchise. I guess we'll never know. It's, it's fun to kind of play what if I actually, you know, really quick before we get out of here, I remember after playing smash for the N64, I uh, I went and tracked down an old SNES copy of Super Metroid that I bought for five dollars at like some old like video game uh, or like a convenience store that still was renting Super Nintendo games. My dad was just like, instead of renting this, can I just buy it? And he's like, sure. So I got Super Metroid for five bucks. There you go, which man. Which I still have, by the way. Nice. But yeah, it, it's it's so it's crazy to think like, what if, what could have been, you know, could this game have been up there with like the Mario 64s and the Ocarina of Times and the Donkey Kong 64s? We'll never know. But I mean, we we did end up getting Metroid Prime, so uh, I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to know what you guys think uh, a potential N64 Metroid game could have looked like. Would it have rocked? Would it uh, went the other way? Let us know. Uh, over on on Twitter, we are at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, Dak, let's get on out of here before the storm uh, swallows you whole. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you can follow me on at the Rapture underscore on Twitter and on Twitch. I just hit 15 subs. Feel free, you know, if you sub to me, you get that cool Ridley emote. I've been playing a lot of Halo recently, but I do intend to uh, get back to Metroid Prime trilogy on PC soon. I want to do my Metroid Prime Two run, and uh, yeah, be sure to check me out on those as I'm always posting some stuff, and of course. Check out Andy on Twitter as well. And uh, what's your Twitter again? And at Spateri three sixteen. That's a that's an Austin three sixteen reference. Um, <laughs> Dak, should we should we tease them about what our next inspired by Metroid title is going to be next week? Uh, it starts with a B. It's my teaser. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be back with another inspired by Metroid, and uh, we're going to be breaking down a Metroidvania game. So make sure that you tune into that. Like Dak said, check us out on Twitter. Uh, at Omega Metroid Pod, at Spateri316, at Rapture underscore, and of course, on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, go and check us out there. Like and subscribe, and uh, recommend us to a Metroid fan in your life. That's going to do it for us, guys. We are out of here, but we will see you back next week for some Inspired by Metroid. Until then. Bye.